The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. This podcast is produced with Caller Interaction. Follow Dr. Mona Lisa on Facebook and Instagram to be a part of the next podcast taping. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. This is January 24th, 2024. 10 intuitive ways of losing weight with or without meds. This is Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa podcast on mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. My name is Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you been wondering whether or not all those medicines, the shots and everything on TV are for you to lose weight? Have you heard about all these people, famous people, shrinking? from all these weight loss meds? If you're thinking, hey, I want to lose weight too. I want to take these meds. Is it really for you? Today's show is for you because we're going to talk about 10 intuitive ways to lose weight with or without meds. In today's world, it's very common to have the next weight loss drug just around the corner. And people are like, well, there may be side effects. Are they concerned? Are they not concerned? Are they serious side effects? Are they worth it just to lose the weights? Who knows? Today's show is going to change your life because we're going to learn how to use mind, body, and medical intuitive solutions for looking at all the ways to lose weight, including examining the toxic effects of overwork, worry, compulsive caring, not just medicine to handle weight issues. We're doing free mini readings today. People are calling from all over the place, but if you're shy and you want a private reading, Go to my website, www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com, or call 207-846-6475 only during the show. Otherwise, you're going to get some operator and they're on steroids and they're mean because it's only for private readings outside of the show. But remember to subscribe to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, this forum is education only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, 
prescribe treatment or do psychotherapy. And please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. If this is an emergency, please go directly to an emergency room if you need treatment right now. So, what are the 10 intuitive ways of losing weight with or without meds? Years ago, I think it was about 15 years ago, there was a med, used to be people took a medicine, an herb, a Chinese herb that was a stimulant to lose weight. So then people added that stimulant and another medicine and everybody started losing weight. Everybody started losing weight. And then people started losing their lungs. They called it fen-fen. I can't remember what fen-fen was. Um, however, once people got these scarred lungs, it was pretty much outlawed. The problem was that no one had done long-term studies on the outcome of taking fen-fen. They just knew that immediately when you took it, you lost weight. And that was lovely. The current craze of these two medicines, which are against diabetes, there are Zempic, and others like it, or GLP-1 receptor agonist, or Forziga, Forzenga, SGLT-2 receptor antagonists, are two medicines that you see absolutely advertised absolutely everywhere. You can't turn on a TV, a radio. I think I look in the kitty litter and I see them advertised by the cats. Ozempic for obese cats. I see them advertised everywhere. Yesterday on the Today Show, I heard that there's this thing going around that some places, some beauty salons, you can go and get your hair blown out and get a, no, a nozempic shot for your Saturday night to lose the extra pounds. Ridiculous. I was talking to somebody today who specializes in weight control. And I told them that I was, well, some people are concerned about people using or abusing ozempic to lose that extra five pounds. I'm concerned about people using it who have eating disorders like anorexia, bulimia, and so on. And actually, they are too. Because if you can get it, if you go to a hair salon as a, you know, glass of champagne after your blowout, then you can imagine it's the same thing as what people were doing when they used to get wrestling uh, shots to get rid of wrinkles. It becomes something that is for vanity. Um, now, there are people who handle weight management. Many of those practitioners call themselves body positive practitioners. And I think that that's great. I've had weight concerns since I was 12. I went on my first Weight Watchers diet when I was 12. I can, it, it's very difficult. And um, 
having a trunk area that shortened because of scoliosis because I had a Harrington rod fusion when I was 12. It creates body image issues. I don't like to wear dresses. I feel like I look like a knockwurst. <laughs> I'm just telling you, that's just the way it is. I have really long arms and le- really long legs of someone who's 5'8", but my trunk is shortened. So, you know, that's what it is. That's why I say I look like a knockwurst. For those of you who don't know what a knockwurst is, it's a hot dog that is wide in the midsection. And of course, a hot dog is all midsection. So when you look in the mirror, that's what I see. It doesn't matter how small I am. I see knockwurst because it was frozen at age 12. All of us have some area of sensitivity. For me, it's that. And that's why body positivity is important because weight is a self-esteem issue. In medical intuition, it's third center. However, the third center, self-esteem, responsibility, cortisol, adrenal gland is very much affected by emotion and intuition, which is why today's show is about 10 intuitive ways to lose weight with or without meds. Now, if you notice, I'm not saying to not do meds. If you hear me, once you get off the show, if you hear me saying don't do meds, you need to go and get your hearing checked. I'm not saying that. I am simply saying that a person has to consider all of the solutions in front of them and do what feels comfortable for them. Risks versus benefits. I don't tell people not to do things. It's your decision. Because then you'll say, I didn't do it because she told me not to do it. Then you're not empowered. Or I did it because she told me to do it. You're not empowered. It's between you and your physician, nurse practitioner, or practitioners. But if you look at the side effects to Ozempic and Farzigo, however you pronounce it, because I just, we hear the commercials. Ozempic works on the glucose transporter. Uh, It lowers blood sugar. It lowers sugar getting reabsorbed in the kidneys. Increases in insulin. How does Farsigo work? It works on glucagon, which is associated with insulin. Both of them increase satiety. I'm sorry. Ozempic works on glucagon. Farsiga works on glucose transporter. Both of them work on satiety and diabetes management and weight loss. That's how the drugs were formulated. At first they were created to help with diabetes and then all of a sudden they saw the people lose the weight. So then eventually people who weren't diabetic started taking them. The key is that it affects other organs that have to do with digestion. It makes slower movements of the motility in the stomach. So if you've already had problems with abdominal distension and bloating, something called gastroparesis, 
this may not be for you. If you've already had problems with gallstones, it increases your risk of gallstones. And this is actually a serious side effect. It may not be for you. It can increase heartburn. It can increase pancreatitis. It can cause problems with swallowing. All these things, which is interesting, are already increased with people with weight problems. FYI. So if the side effect of the weight loss medicine causes these illnesses, could cause these illnesses, and you already have them if you have a weight problem, you can see how this is going may increase over time. However, if you look at the 10 steps to losing weight, you can see that many of them may parallel the side effects to Ozempa and Farzika. And that is by working on increasing motility of your bowel. It's a whole jockey trick. By learning visceral massage, it helps you move food through your bowel faster. It's not exactly what we call laxative abuse. Laxative abuse really manipulates your bowel. By helping do a massage that moves food through your bowel faster, it makes it harder for things to be reabsorbed in your body. It lowers fat reabsorption, estrogen creation in your body. The second thing is changing your circadian rhythm around eating. By doing that, you change cortisol and insulin. Ozempic and Forsiga work on insulin, glucagon, and ultimately cortisol. By you changing when you eat, by eating earlier in the day, you influence cortisol and insulin. You are kind of, in a way, doing what Ozempic and Forsiga do. By eating when insulin is high, that's what Ozempic does. Ozempic raises insulin, thus reducing your appetite. If you eat while insulin is higher in your body earlier in the day, you're less likely to lose weight. And if you move your food earlier in the day, you do what's similar to Ozempic. You will say to me, but I can't, I don't have appetite. What do you think Ozempic does? It reduces your appetite. So you actually eat when you don't have an appetite and you're more likely to lose weight. You'll say, but then what happens when I do have an appetite? That's when you learn cognitive behavioral therapy and a variety of other things to reduce your impulse to eat. But you do eat during the time when insulin is high. That's what the Zempic's doing. What you're doing is tricking your body to eat when your hormone is high. You won't get the side effects of taking Ozempic. On the other hand, you may want to take Ozempic. Go ahead. If you want to risk the risk versus benefits, you can. But if you already have 
many of those illnesses of heartburn, gallstones, um, problems with motility in your bowel, abdominal distension and bloating, you're more likely to have those problems. Finally, just like with fen-fen, many or a stomach band, many people were able to gain weight around the medicine. For example, many people, after getting off of Ozempic or Forsiga, actually had an intensified binge eating disorder, meaning they got even worse. And they were never told that. So in other words, once you get on the medicine, you can't get off of it. Because if you ever get off of it, you gain more weight back than you ever had before. That's important to know. Because there's something about it that warps your system. And once again, none of this is a lack of will or a weakness in you. I can tell you personally, it's not. It's trying to work within your hormonal system between your brain and your satiety insulin centers. But last but not least, problems with trauma, or even if you're in a relationship where you're intuitively keyed in to someone who's needy or dependent. I wish I had a dollar for everybody who called me who gets involved with someone who's selfish, self-absorbed, and requires all their attention and do, do full work. For every person who is involved with a narcissist, you gain weight, they lose it. To the point where I say, how much does your partner weigh? 120. How much weight have you gained since you've been in a relationship? 120 pounds. I said, I have no more questions for this witness. You may step down. They went, oh my God. And I assume you work two jobs now, not one. Yes. And I assume they retired. Yes. Basically, you're carrying their ass. Oh my God. That's exactly the pattern. So I don't care. You could take Ozempa and Farsiga, get a lap band and double your exercise. It isn't going to work because you can't work your way around intuition, which is telling you something in your life is out of balance. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about the intuitive ways of losing weight with or without meds. If you want to know more about the solution to the this the topic of this show, you want to go to my latest book, All Is Well or Heal Your Mind, The Intuitive Advisor or Awakening Intuition. If you want a private reading, go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com. I've put, what is that called? The phone receiver down, so I'm ready to receive live calls. 207-846-6475 only during this live show. But if you call outside the live show, it means you want a private reading and you'll get either me or the secretaries or the cats and they'll tell you everything about the reading. So who wants to know about weight, metabolism, or Ozempic or Farsiga? And if I am mispronouncing it, please, please, please correct me because that's all I want to know how to do is to correctly pronounce a weight loss agent. I just learned how that they actually, Ozempic is a shot. You mean to tell me all over the United States people are taking shots?
I find that to be unbelievable. Anybody have any questions? Readings? Yes. So we have somebody here on the right. Maria, how can I be of help? Hi, good morning or good afternoon. Did um, you know that did you know that um Ozempic is a shot? I did. Oh. I know that's really scary, right? It's not that it's scary. I I could give myself a shot. My point is is if you said to people um well just think of all the people that it had to be a vaccine and it was a shot. And all the hoopla with the vaccines and the shots. But nobody focused on the aspect of it being a shot. Everybody was, do you understand? The, the people have this thing about needles. When I heard that it was a shot, once you bring a needle into it, there are people who have phobias about needle. There's the blood involved. There's how to get rid of the needles. I went, oh, my God. So in other words, people get beyond the phobia of getting shot by a needle and the blood involved to take this medicine. Yep. Wow. Don't you find that to be amazing? Yes. Jewel, one of the late, first of all, the most common brain, I don't like to call psych or mental disorder. I think that's ridiculous. I call them brain disorders. The most common brain disorder is a phobia, a fear, which is considered hardwired in your brain. I did not know that until I was studying for my psych boards. The most common one is a phobia. The most common one is a needle or blood or heights. You have to get, so all we're all upset. Many of us, 60% of us are upset about weight. So you have to get rid of one phobia to handle another one. Holy mackerel. And chances are a lot of people live alone. So they got to give themselves the shot. I will never understand human beings. But anyway, go ahead. How can I be of help? Well, actually, it's at, I, I back up a little bit on the do you realize it's a shot? Yes, I knew it was a shot. And it's interesting because a couple of years ago, I mean, literally like three, four years ago, I took off a significant, a pretty significant amount of weight. And in the last two years, I have put on about a good 20 to 25. Um, I did go out and get a scale recently. Um, I was in a doctor's appointment and I heard the new number and I was like, wow. And then I was at another doctor's appointment and it sunk in and I already started walking more. And actually, uh, at my physical, I brought this very topic up, which was, you know, I've gained the weight back and, you know, should I consider the exempt? And I did not even connect about, I would have to give myself a shot. You go to the end result. You think about, you know, you just, I, it would this be, and at that time she said, well, let's just wait and see. You did a really good job. of." Did doing she it. say, did she say, you know, of course you have to give yourself a shot. Did she say that? She first she went towards the well, maybe we just wait and see. She didn't even go to the shot. No, she said she put she kind of said she assured me. She said, You did it before yourself. I think I have you, I have confidence you can do this without the shot. So she was like really not making me feel like I was should worry about being a candidate for that at all. So she wasn't like, like, 
all right, let's focus on, you know, you're going to give yourself a shot. Okay. Okay. First of all, first of all, to get it down the brass tacks, what percent of your weight did you gain? Um, How much weight would you want to lose? I would like to lose optimally at least 20 pounds to 25. Okay. And that's still having some um, weight to lose. Actually having some cushion on my body. Okay. Okay. That's, that's what I'm cushion. saying. Yeah. How much would somebody else? How tall are you? Five nine. Okay. So I really have forty to go. Thank you. So if it's twenty to twenty-five pounds, so you want to lose sixty pounds. No, I, well, I'm at 185 now. So okay, and you're, wait a minute, wait a minute, 185, I didn't want to ask you, but you said it, and you're 5'8". Okay, nine. hold on, 5'9". Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. So you're 40 pounds overweight. So this is the point I'm going to say. Yes. If you are 40 pounds more of, or more overweight and you're on the cusp, okay? I emphasize cusp. That increases your chance because your body fat um, is a storage depot for estrogen. And that means that you that's a source for bioidentical estrogen for your uterus, your fallopian tubes, your breasts, and for your cardiovascular system, not to mention your colon. How old are you? 60. Okay. So if any of those areas are concerning, that is more of a problem. And that raises the need for assistance to get rid of this. Mm. Are you following me? Yes. The idea of you did this before, you can do it again, okay? That doesn't help. However, it has to do with the risk versus benefits of leaving something on that could be a problem. Do you understand? Though I understand her point, it is something that you're taking that's medicine. It's like you dose yourself every day of bioidentical estrogen. Mm. So if you were taking bioidentical estrogen, 40 pounds worth every day, you have to ask yourself, is that increased risk? Does breast cancer run in your family? Does uterine cancer run in your family? Does stroke run in your family? Oh, probably check, check, check. Yes. So you can't afford to take bio. So you couldn't, it would not be prudent to give you bioidentical estrogen, progesterone, or estrogen replacement, because it would be a problem. Do you understand? It would stimulate growth. So similarly, the same thing with carrying that weight. So the impotence would be to do something more about it 
to help you than to leave you with your devices. The other thing is, when I look at you, I see um, that it was easier for you to do it before than it is now. So the idea is you did it before, but you can't. You can do it now. That's holding everything constant. That's like saying um, that you're the same person then as you are now, and you're not because the environment around you is not the same. I see more than a couple of people around you who have had difficult lives and they are responsibilities for you. And so as a result, you are intuitively bombarded by their problems. You cannot gain protection from them and they become inherent responsibilities for, for you that you carry. And as a result, that would put weight on you. All you have to do is take a midnight stroll, which is very beautiful this time of year, and a psych unit, okay, or a nursing home, and look at the weight of the caregivers, either nurse nurse assistants, um, LPNs, or whatever. They almost always invariably are heavy because they don't just do short shifts. And anybody who's taking care of a loved one or a family relative or whatever it's not like they have these nice, neat six-hour shifts. They're 24-hour shifts, and they've got to really plead with somebody to um, to give them relief. And so I see at least a couple of them who are not the most mentally stable people, although there's a really good reason why they are the way they are, it matters not. You can't do your own work. It's hard for your employment or whatever. And even if it's now is the time of your life, it's not exactly like you're going to say, hey, I got to go to the gym, or I was going to go on a hike, or this is my bicycling time, or I'm going to do my Peloton that's not going to happen. So your ability before to, to lose weight the way you used to, and at least one of them are self-centered. What is going on in your life where your life is very different from when you were able to lose the weight? Who are those people? Um. Okay. Who's, well, one difference is, is uh, I retired two years ago. I know we don't like that word. Um, and the first year, I well, got- I don't have a problem with the word retirement in this situation only because it it increases exposure to people in your life that now think you're available to do things for them and care for them. Who are those people? Probably my son, and um, my definite at this point X, which. Okay, hold on a second. I'm about to get the big knife and cut out my heart. Okay, first of all, the sun is hard enough. Okay, we know the sun is hard enough. Right. So I'll put, I won't cut my heart out for the sun just yet. Okay. The ex-husband, I know anybody who's listening to this is actually saying a knife, a knife. Are you kidding? How long have you been... Well, I can't exactly use the word divorce because divorce means separated and you're not. You were more separated when you worked, but now that you're not working, you're more together. No, no, no. We live separately. We are not together. I just can't tune No, out. no, no, no. Don't use that word. Okay. That we're not together. I know. Okay. Because we're divorced, but 
No more together. Right? I really, I really shut the door down hard. Can I tell you? No, no. Can I tell you? I have, ner I had really bad nerve damage about three months ago. I couldn't really feel my hands. And so I went to physical therapy recently. She said, can you please tell me about your thumb? I went, oh, that. I, I slammed a window or something on my thumb and my hand, and I couldn't feel it. <laughs> I mean, it was a hard slam. And I was trying to move, and my, ha my hand was stuck. It wouldn't go with me as I was trying to move. And I realized the reason why I couldn't go away was because my thumb was stuck in the window. So I had to open up the window and retrieve my thumb. The key is, is that's your problem with your husband. You said I tried to slam the door. No, you were still stuck in the door. And so trying to slam it when you're still in it does not allow you to leave. If your leg is still in the door. Um, so let me put it this way. It's bad enough if you're intuitively keyed into him. That would be bad enough, and that would make you gain weight. But okay. also being keyed into his son, which has a lot of problems also. Okay. So now we're going to have the conjoined reading. So if you have seven centers and you draw seven circles, one above the other, right? Yep. And then you have another set, which is his. And you draw those seven centers. And then you draw a third set, which is his child, seven centers. And then you draw your son, seven centers. And you draw a circle around all the stomachs, the third centers. Now, you remember me saying that if a person could be on have a stomach stapling, stomach band. They could be on Ozempic, Parsega, <laughs> and Fenfen. But if they were in a relationship with someone who was self-absorbed, who they were responsible for, they would gain weight and the other person would lose weight. And in fact, the chances are, is that person would work less and less and you would gain more and more. You would eat less and less and they would eat more and more. And in fact, if you added it up, you'd probably be working more hours. They would be working less. And energetically, you'd be carrying their weight. So you're carrying the weight. Since you stopped working employment-wise, you've worked more with your son, your ex-husband, his son. So you're not just carrying your ass, but your ex-husband's ass, his son's ass, and your son's ass. So you have quadruplets. Have you ever seen a woman who is pregnant with quadruplets? Must be awful. <laughs> Four people. Right. Four. Originally, you lost 10 to 20 pounds. Uh, originally, I lost, 
I had gone above 200 and I had come back down to like 170. So I would say I lost 25, 30, maybe even closer to 40 pounds. Okay. That last And time. you've gained them back. Um, 40, 10 pounds for each person. Well, I didn't get all the way back to the 145. I, I, I don't care. Average is good enough for government work. You have 10 pounds for each person. Yes, you're right. Yes. We see this. So the question is, either you don't have a sense of self unless you're carrying a minivan on your ass. <laughs> that was pretty flat back there. <laughs> Can I tell you? I don't care. Okay. Does your ex-husband work? Uh, no, he retired. Yes, I know he would have to. I'm going to say that louder. Yes, I know because he would have to. Because yes. God forbid he would be working. How old is he? 62, 63. And how long has he not been working? About a year. Really, two. Yeah, two. How long old is his son? 33, 34. I love it when a game plan comes together. And how long has he been working? Oh, no. He no, doesn't. he doesn't work. Of course not. Of course. So there's more room in the end. I'm not going to pick on your son because it's not fun. My point is... You're going to understand that you have to learn that you're lovable even when you're not needed. Your illness is terminal. Ozempic, that's the problem with medicines like this. You have an increased risk for side effects, life-threatening side effects, because you're trying to medicate a problem that's underlying your weight. Mm. Do you get it? Yes. Yes. He's in his 30s and he doesn't work? No. And uh, that tone, wait a minute, the tone you used was no. Like you were so nurturing and caring and sympathetic. Is he in a wheelchair and a quadriplegic and he can't breathe without being on a ventilator? No. No. Is he um, completely blind and deaf like Helen Keller? No. No. Is he schizophrenic? Yes. Has he ever lived in a group home? No. Why not? That's where they have people who live in group homes these days. I understand that. Um, uh, long story. <laughs> No, it's not. Yeah, it's a short story. Because, because if you die, if you die, then they'll have to figure it out. If his father dies, where will he go? He uh, he has his uh, mom is in Florida. His mm. other family. Can I tell you? Right. I'm warning you. You are at a higher risk. I'm not saying for you not to take Ozempic. Right. But it's just a hop, skip, and a jump. Jump to a life-threatening problem on or off of it. 
because you're medicating a problem. You're carrying responsibility for a problem that it takes a village. Right. And by the way, you ain't in that village anymore. No. Does your son work? Yes. How old is he? 42. And why are you concerned about him? Um, stability with, you know, I really probably shouldn't be worried. He takes plenty of care of himself, but I just, I guess I just, yeah, his stability. Can I tell you, if, if I said to you, you have enough problems to worry about your son rather than importing others with a schizophrenic, what would you say? Do you know that in the psych unit, if they have too many seriously ill people on a unit, they don't take another schizophrenic because they say the acuity in the unit is too high. They send that person to another place. No. Because they, yeah, it's true. So you have too high of acuity in your life. It's all that you can do to take care of your son and you, let alone carry an ex-husband and his son. Yeah. Got it? Yes. Because if it kills you, then guess who it hurts? Nobody. <laughs> no, it hurts your son. But, but yes, sorry. Yes. So I'm appealing to your codependence to stop it. Okay. I'm trying to be loving and giving. Oh, I know. Hey, I'm a giver. <laughs> I know. And I wanted to call because I, I you know, I know that uh, it's like. It's worrisome. Yes. You wonder what, why does one person get a side effect and one person not? Why is that? And it's like the end part of a reading, what I do in a reading, you may know this, but I'll tell you for the audience, knowing only someone's name and age over Zoom, Skype, an iPhone, the first part is audio, the second part is video. I describe a specific situation in a person's life that I see aggravates their health. And then knowing only their name and age over the phone, I describe their head, eyes, ears, neck, thyroid, heart, breast, lungs, every organ system, describing the presence of health or disease. And the way that I see it is every illness is always in part due to diet, genetic, there's a genetic aspect of weight. But every illness has an emotional, intuitive component. And we do know that everybody says stress increases one's risk for health problems, including obesity. And so I talk about, like a food allergy, a person intolerance, rather it's someone in a family, intimate relationship, financial situation, work environment, parent or child. I talk about how that individual or situation, how they think, act, feel, and how the the client who I'm doing the reading on can maneuver the way around them so the least, the worst case scenario, they don't have to do a radical relationship back to me. Notice I didn't say kick your son 40 years old to the curb. I didn't. I said you have enough problems. <laughs> There's enough problems in the psych unit. You can't import that. another one. Right. So, because I don't see a father, I don't know where his father is. I don't know where that one is. So, 
you know, we're going to leave that one alone. This this ex-husband is not his father, right? No. Right. So that's what I'm sitting I'm sitting here going, boy, oh, he's, he's really but he's no. been but he's been in the picture as his dad basically 40 years. In the picture like that he's been his dad. He's he's been like I was with this Can um, I tell you not that, in a extraordinarily helpful not like we're not going to get into that. So right, I, I know. Yeah. Right, <laughs> you exactly. know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. If if I had a pick I'd pick you and Anyway, right. my right. point, he's like salt in the soup, secondary ingredient. Yes. My point is, and I have one, that I give a person a variety of solutions on how to change the emotional patterns that aggravate them so they increase their chance toward illness. But I give them a array of solutions on how to make the symptoms better in their body, nutritional supplements, herbs, all that they go to their doctor or practitioner to talk about. For you, I'm not blaming you for you to get health to get to lose weight. I am saying the situations in your life that you intuitively key into people's problems. It goes from your right brain to your insula in your brain. And the empathic intuitive areas in your brain pick up people's suffering. And that goes to your adrenal gland. Your adrenal gland takes whatever body fat you do have, converts it via progesterone to cortisol, which goes to your nearby pancreas and messes up your insulin levels. That's what Ozempic changes. We all know that diabetics, when they're stressed, it messes up their insulin levels. Ozempic changes that. That's why I talked about eating earlier in the day. However, if you are stressed about your ex-husband, his son, your son, and going into the Peace Corps and getting worried about what's going on in Libya and all that other stuff. You're going to just gain the weight anyway because it's going to mess up your cortisol and insulin. Don't do that. You need to work with someone who does cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectic behavioral therapy, to manage your worry, anxiety, intuition run amok. A lot of people call it this day. I'm an empath. You're an empath. Everybody's an empath. My point is, you're tired. Have fun. Go dancing. Get some friends. Take a cruise. And tell people, I'm not answering my phone. <laughs> Don't bother texting. Tell your son for a short period of time, he should go see his father. That one will last. Say, don't text me. I don't want to hear it. Talk amongst yourselves. And I think you'll find that life will begin. You might even meet another man. And then things will go on between you. We'll not go into that because this is a family show. And you'll start to lose weight. Dear okay. God in heaven, what a game plan. Go <laughs> figure. Thank you. Do you understand? Yes. I hear that there's a cruise ship now. I think it's on the West Coast. It's the biggest cruise ship they've ever had. And you can go there with some friends. They say there's more cruise ships that single people can go on. So other single people go. So single meets single. And then we have doubles. And then, next thing you know, I hear Patty Stanger, the millionaire matchmaker, is coming on again. I watched the back 
re, uh, the, 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 the back reruns, and you're going to see that these are activities you should be done rather than, you know, playing on, um, can we have another problem for um, 100, Alex, on, um, you know, Jeopardy. Basically, you play Jeopardy, family Jeopardy. <laughs> Did you get it? Yes. Don't do that. Okay. I hope I have been of some help today. You've been listening. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. Thank you for welcoming me into your day. Have a great day. Do well. Live brilliantly. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.